The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Welcome back to another episode of The Break, uh, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm joined by Nick, Brian, Derek should be joining us here in a little bit, but we're going to go ahead and start the show. And this isn't necessarily what people want to hear or, or talk about right now. You know, we we got the, we ended the season, but it's time to kind of get into that off-season mode. And I wanted to ask you guys, despite the end result and the loss that we just went through and experienced against the 49ers, how would you qualify this season? When you go, you know, people doing their exit interviews and all that, if you sit down and have to look at the overall and feelings aside, how would you really qualify and, and review the season? Uh, I think it's a good season, and I know that what's been talked about on the radio, and people have de- debate about it, and and I I just I don't understand how it would be viewed anything different, and if and if so, you know this is why you, why we get asked the questions early in the year. What's your record for the season? What do you think it's going to be? Um, I didn't hear any any twelve and twelve and fives and 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 yeah. playoff you know go to the division round. I didn't hear that. Um, I heard nine and nine and eight and ten and seven and and and, and maybe wild card and, or sneak in. But so I think it, I think expectations were way uh, exceeded. Um, and I think you know you I saw things this year I hadn't seen ever in the time I was here. So I don't live my life that way thinking that it's got to be Super Bowl or bust because I I would have been. I would have been gone Busted a long time, a long time ago. ago yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't view that way. And if people, that's, you know, I don't know. So how was your weekend? It was good. Did you win the lottery? Well, no. Well, then how's it good? I mean, like, I don't live like that. I think you can have, well, you can and have you've good. you said it before. Something that I guess I've never actually given thought is these people, whoever comes in that's new, head coach, new head coach, mm-hmm. players, they have to deal with that type of burden that is not their fault. Mm-hmm. They come in here and have to deal with the years and years and years right. where the Cowboys franchise hasn't gone back to a Super Bowl and deal with that. So that's something that people don't realize, and I get it. People are fed up, but it's it's what it is, Brian. Yeah, you went four out of five games with a backup quarterback. When your season in week one just looked like, you know, we, we make jokes about talking about the draft show. Every, every, it was the doom and gloom that was in this building after week one, the fan base around the world was like, what are we going to do now? You know, we've got it now. We've got what? We've got 16 more weeks of this. Are you kidding me? You know, and, and that's and that's the thing you look at and you say, man, you won four of the five games with a backup quarterback when none of us. I shouldn't say none of us. I didn't think Cooper Rush could do it. No. I didn't think it. I'll tell you what. Dan Quinn made this defense better. Last year, it was you're thinking, man, what's Dan Quinn going to do? Smoke and mirrors. How's he going to do this? Led the led the league in, in turnovers last year. 
you know, did things, got in the playoffs. Yeah, you got beat by San Francisco. Kind of figured out ways along how to win games last year, you know. But your defense carries you the first half of this season. Then you get your quarterback back, and then you start to win some games. The offense kind of finds its way. Yeah, you had a couple bad losses along the way. The Green Bay loss. The Jack, no, you know, Green Bay, they're fighting to get in the playoffs. Jacksonville looks like a legitimate team, so that's not a bad loss to me right now. When you, when you did the thing with Nick, when you're talking about win, loss, loss, win, you know, when you play that game with the schedule, mm-hmm. Jacksonville was a W. Immediately said Jacksonville's no good. It's mm-hmm. a W. So, you know, to me, I was I was super, super, super critical of Mike McCarthy, you know, and what and I'm thinking, okay, evaluate the coaching staff this year. I think the coaching staff did a really, really nice job this year, mm-hmm. considering all the things. Now, they might gonna they might lose the things are really heating up for Dan Quinn. They're really heating up for Dan mm-hmm. Quinn. So you're gonna have to figure that out right now. But how as far as the season goes, somebody's telling me, hey Brian. You know, you it's it's not sustainable. You can't lead the league in turnover. You're getting tur- creating turnovers back to back. What do they do? You know, despite their quarterback having issues with interceptions and not all his fault, but you know he gets the blame for them. You know, they were one of the top teams when it came to turning the getting people to turn the ball over, sacks, pressures, things like that. You know. They, you know, every other year, the record they have is going to win the division. They, they, there's a hot team right now playing in Philadelphia. You know, there's a team, you know, usually you win 12, 13 games. You're talking about having the first overall seat. It took 13 games for them to, to get that, right? So, I, I, to me, I look at the season as, like, I, I, I look at it as super positive. You know, now you have to figure out, though, it's this is now over, and now you have to move on. You're probably going to have to replace some coaches. You're surely going to have to replace some personnel. And then it starts all over again. You know, where, what are your expectations? How's the draft? I mean, they go out and they draft a kid. I'm sorry I'm talking so long, but I am. You know, this, 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 they go out and they draft a kid to play. They, they don't even give you his position, Tyler Smith. They don't even tell you what he is. He's a left side player, he's a, he's a, he's a, just off it. He plays guard, he plays tackle, he plays guard, he plays tackle. I mean, what they got out of him this year and some of these other players that they have, bland, guys like that, when others, when your primary corner goes down, your primary nickel goes down, for the things that they were able to do, it, they finally got uh, Pollard going in this thing to the point where you're like, man, if when Pollard went out of the game, it's like your whole offense went south. Mm-hmm. There was a time where Pollard, how many touches did he have in the game last year? Eight mm-hmm. against the 49ers? I think they figured out some things along the way. That's As a former personnel man, if I was working in this building, that's the positivity that I would take. I, I don't like the fact that you get bounced in the division round. You know, 19 points given up, you should score. You should beat that. You should beat a team, you know, if, if you only give up 19 points. They didn't do that. Now it's my job to find some ways to go and be to Philadelphia, go and be to San Francisco, go to beat. You beat Cincinnati, you know, early in the year with a backup quarterback, by the way. So to me, I, I think that, you know, it's not the, the thud. You know, it's not that thud that you normally face when, it's, when the season's over for me because I see more positive things than I really, really do negative things. Yeah, and we are all expecting some changes. Um you know, whatever that is, we're expecting changes to happen in the near future, and which is exciting in in the thought that it's a change at least. But to me, 
it's also a little frustrating because you look at what you had with Dan Quinn and the great thing that he's be, been able to do. With Kellen Moore, on the other hand, he's also been he's done some great things as well. He's kind of elevated the offense in certain ways. It just hasn't fully clicked, and you always feel like you're just one little step away from everything just working out perfectly. Now with a possible change like that, Nick, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and this is hard to say because you don't know who would be the next guy Yeah, um, if that was to happen. Well, he was asked the question today on radio listening about, you know, in, uh, you know who that guy would be. Or who for the, Dan Quinn, wasn't it? Or, no, or for Kellen? It was for, for, it was for, or for both. It was for Dan Quinn. Oh, okay, I'm it sorry. It was for Quinn. And, and, but, but, yeah, for Kellen, I mean, I – it's tough. How when far you are? How far do you feel they are from like just finding the right guy? And that's a tough question. Okay, yeah. it's, like it's it's you have to look at it, low. Do what's Mike McCarthy's track record of hiring people? This is what we know about Mike McCarthy. To me, Mike McCarthy, when he brought in his friends, it didn't work out. When he went outside of the friend bubble, he went and got Dan Quinn. To me, now it's about, is Mike McCarthy going to say, okay, I, I went with Kellen Moore. You guys, you know, I didn't want to change things with Kellen Moore. I didn't want to cause play. I didn't want to call plays. You know, but if I feel comfortable with Brian Schottenheimer or I feel comfortable with Nathaniel Hackett, you know, those kind of guys, that's going to be interesting to see if Jerry and Will and Steven and them say, okay, we're cool with you. The the guy that could be the favorite if they had to make if that move is made is got to be Schottenheimer because he's been in the building. You know, Jerry and Steven and Will have actually seen him work or know about his work, his body of work. So if I'm Dan, I mean, I think there's a sense of urgency within the Cowboy organization right now to if they're going to make this move. There's no waiting around for like Jason Garrett to be hanging out in his office for a week. And like, oh, well, hey, just kind of everything, you know. The Cowboys, when, when, when they're put up against it, they'll go make a decision. But you got to put them up against it. And maybe, there, maybe Mike McCarthy, if he wants to make a switch on Kellen Moore, wants this where it's like, i got to go get this guy right now because of all these coaches that are being interviewed for jobs, you lose those assistants. And I don't think Mike McCarthy wants to lose a top assistant to another team by waiting around. So if, if they're going to do something with Kellen Moore, I have a feeling it's going to be more sooner than later, to be honest with you. Well, let me change the question a little bit because I know it's a tough one to answer without knowing all the names and all that. But we know that Dak Prescott is going to be here this upcoming season. Yeah. He's going to be your guy. Yep. Is there a style of offensive coordinator that you f- think would fit better with the type of quarterback that you currently have? I think you got to get a, a coordinator that that understands uh, uh, how to get uh, Dak on the move. You, you got to understand how how to how to. I, I don't know if it's necessarily RPOs as much, but but it, it can be. I mean, it could be that. Uh, but it's got to be it's got to be a guy that that's had some experience. And again, I'm saying all this because. Uh, Maybe there is going to be a change. I don't yeah. know if there will be, but there needs to be, in my opinion, there needs to be a change because, you I know, agree. the quarterback won't change. It, it, it's not going to change because the way the contract is structured, it's just not going to happen. So just get that through your head. But you can change the the the, the you know what's in his ear, and 
maybe he does need to kind of just a refresh, a different start. I think it needs to be somebody that has experience with mobile quarterbacks. They can, excuse me, they can get their guy on the move a little bit. And getting choked up talking about the offense coordinator. Um, I just think it needs to be somebody that has some experience in a guy. Obviously, he can't just stand in the pocket because that's not Dak's strength. So get him moving around a little bit and and understand somebody that that he can relate to when it comes to the checks. What does he check it into? What is he checking out of? Things like that. But I mean, I think Kellen has done a really good job. But it's almost like this is as far as it's gone. Yeah, and it, it needs to be more than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. That's I think it's well said. But you know, you get to a point about with Dak. It's to me, it's you know, Dak always plays with challenges. There's always challenges to Dak's game, you know, and maybe you need to get that guy that it will challenge him in that way. You know, maybe I, I think the biggest problems that Dak has is how he sees what's going on once the play, once the ball snapped. You know, there's been plenty of times, a lot of these interceptions, I believe, are due to. You know, like the, the 49ers came out after this game and we're talking about, you know, and Jimmy Ward was the one that said at the nickel corner for them. He says, Dak can't play against zone defenses. Can't play against zone. That, that's, that's not my opinion. That's somebody that just competed against him. You know, Jimmy Ward, the ball bounced off him. Number one goes to, you know, Fred Warner. And you know, that's, you know, now you got an interception. But his assessment of playing against Dak Prescott, and right or wrong, is that he cannot play against zone zone defenses. So if that's what teams are going to do, if everybody's sitting down watching, they need to figure out whoever the next OC, if there's a next OC, if there's a next OC. But to Nick's point, I agree with him. I think you've run your course with, you know, with Kellen Moore here. You know, I think you've run your course. I think there needs to be a different voice in his ear. I think there, you know, and and we get in trouble a lot of time because we you guys you guys live in this building. I used to live in this building. You have to go to the lunchroom and all of a sudden these coaches and people hear about, well, hey, we're talking about this and talking about that. That's your job. Mm-hmm. That's your job. But these people, that's their livelihood. And so everybody takes that a little bit more personal. But it's reality. It is reality. If you want to find ways to move on, you've got to elevate. You've got to go and 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 maybe do something a little different that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. And let me let's throw one more thing else about the Dak. When I said that about Dak, you know, that's, he's not going anywhere. The contract. Mm-hmm. Let me make another thing clear on that too. And listening to Jerry the other day after the game. Uh, Dak is the quarterback because that's who Jerry also believes is is going to be the guy. It's not just like they're stuck with a contract. They're, this is the contract that he, he's got. And, yes, you, you can't just make changes on it. But I don't think that they would want to anyways. I mean, I really truly believe that the Cowboys are fully supporting him. And, and, and I think Dak can, can get it done. I really do. I think that he needs help, and it's tough to do that. Look at the, look at the quarterbacks that are in it right now for the NFC. Look at the guys that are in there. It's Brock Purdy and it's J- uh, Jalen Hurts. They're probably making a combined $2 million this year. I mean, that means there's a lot of money out there for other guys, defense, offense, a lot of weapons. The Cowboys did have that for about three years yeah. until Dak got the big deal. And you kind of wondered, man, should they did they waste an opportunity there yeah. having a qu- really good quarterback at a really low number? But the, 
now he's got a big number. It's hard to find those pieces around him, but yet he needs them. He needs them. I think the Cowboys, though, they're not they're not stuck in a contract with him. They totally believe Dak is the guy, um, but they're going to have to figure it out and draft free agency. You, you have to draft smart. You you can't have, and I'm not trying to put blame on Jalen Tolbert at all or anything like that because that was the only negative part of that draft class but they gotta hit on the guys like that for cheap they gotta have young players in the first contract that are contributing and making money to offset some of the big numbers that you have which is another reason why losing that dan quinn it's gonna be huge yeah. a huge loss because of his ability to make something out of a player that isn't necessarily valued high. Mm -hmm. For example, all these free agents, guys that come in, veteran guys at a lower price, that it's not like a big splash in the market. Curse. Uh, curse mm -hmm. did a great job just developing those players, even we'll the see. rookies. I mean, yeah. talk about those guys yeah. that have shined through what Dan Quinn well, has been able to do. Yeah, see, that's the that's the beauty of having a guy like Dan Quinn that works shoulder to shoulder with Will McClay and Stephen Jones on personnel. Now, Dan has had, you know, he's had his, uh, you know, he he put a lot of trust into Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph looked just too big for him out there this year. It did. But what did Kelvin Joseph do on special teams? That's where you saw growth. You saw him made a huge play in that game the other day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, you I mean, that's the thing about it is when you go out there and you talk about the Sam Williams, uh, Izzy McQuamu, guys like Land. that. Yeah, right. All these guys. Yeah, they, you know, he's put his stamp on a lot of guys and it's come up big for him. And, 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 and I keep saying this. You know, he it took an injury, but he had a plan for what to do with Micah Parsons last year. I, I, I did I did not see Micah Parsons rush the passer like that at Penn State. And I've asked a ton of scouts around the league, not just the Cowboys scouts, but their scouts are like, man, this is something that we didn't see. So if you do lose a guy like Dan Quinn, you do lose the vision for the player. You lose the evaluation of the player. Yeah. And that's the tough thing about it is trying to find somebody that could step in and do the job I, as well as he did. And I told this story, I think, on the air one time. But, but back at the end of training camp, trying to cut down the roster and all that, I, I asked a few people, like, are we sure that – Donovan Wilson is safe. I mean, he hasn't yeah. done a whole lot. I yeah. mean, he got a lot of other safeties. I mean, does he have to make the team? And someone told me that Donovan, that Dan Quinn had said the one player he's the most excited about yeah. this year was Donovan Wilson and how the different things he can do with him. What does he do? He leads the team in tackles. Yeah. He's got sacks. He's got fumbles. He's not afraid Pressures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he he was he was an aggressive. He's one player. of the reasons why your run defense got better yeah. as the year. I mean, him, Vanderesh, Curse. You know, Hankins, they got better. They they had problems. They had problems early in the year, and they didn't just put their head in the sand. They tried a bunch of guys at corner. They tried a bunch of guys at slot. They went and got a big-time a guy that made a trade, a small trade to get a big-time body inside. Nah, I mean, that's, you know, you 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 got to give these coaches a lot of credit along with the personnel staff for what they were able to do. Yeah. He's going to be a free agent too, Donovan Wilson. and. Mm -hmm. And I, I just wonder if, if Dan Quinn does take an, you know, another job. Yeah, Man, you know that that's going to be one of his first guys that he's trying to take because, like I said, he had yeah. a vision for him, yeah. and he knows what to do with him. He's just a unique player. But you know, the Cowboys can, can do something about that too. You know, I'm not saying you franchise tag him, but 
you know, they, they can do something. They're going to lose them. some guys they probably don't want to lose yeah. this year. They got, yeah, they got 20 some free agents. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, if you guys want to send us some questions, some comments, some how you feeling today, uh, tweet us at Cowboys Break. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. If you're over here in Frisco, maybe checking out a tour of the Dallas Cowboys Star World Headquarters, you can also check out the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, exciting events. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break, presented by blockchain.com. Got it. There we go. Yep. All right. I was going to ask you guys. This is all assume, uh, thinking, you know, hypotheticals. We don't know if any of these coaches are leaving or anything like that just yet. But if Dan Quinn does end up leaving, what's something that you feel he might be able to leave behind that can stay here with the Cowboys? Coaches? Because he's No, no, no. I'm saying just whatever in general. Because we know uh, if he Philosophy. does become... Yes. Like the stamp he put on this yeah. team. Yes. Like well, he identity. Said he said it. He said it. I mean, he, yeah. he turned Micah Parsons into a two-way rusher yeah. And, yeah. And, and linebacker. That was a, that's a huge thing that, that he that he put on, the, on this team. But, yeah. you know, it's a tough question because when you get a new person, and again, this is all hypothetical, but welcome to the offseason because that's what, you know, the words yeah. might and could and should and, and maybe perhaps all, all come into play here. So, um a new new coordinator is going to also have 
you know, his role on it as well. And he's going to say, well, I like to do things a little bit different. And, and that's, and that's okay too, because as great as Dan Quinn was and is as a, and, and you'd, you'd hate to miss him, you know, this defense, they, they, they had some, some problems. I mean, there were some, there were some times like the Eagles game and this game here where they needed to get the ball back and get off the field and an eight minute drive kept them on the field. I mean, I'm not trying to be critical of a team that gave up 19 points to the 49ers, but you know, they had their moments too. They didn't get the turnover that on defense that, that the 49ers did. Um, so there's room for improvement, but man, is they're going to be completely missed if, if they do. Well, when, if he doesn't. when you look at everything we had before that, Oh I mean, yeah, this is like upgrade. it's it's it's. I'm not. Yeah, they, I'm not no, being critical, but it's yeah. you know, Dan Quinn would sit in that chair or right there, and he would say, "Hey, we 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 needed to do better. We Absolutely. had to get off the field and make stops." So there's there's room for improvement with the defense. What too. what area of the defense do you think was the strength of this team? What what position group? Um, I, I would probably say you're. Defensive ends, defensive line, defensive yeah. ends. Like That's that. what I was thinking, but then ballers, we I know mean. it took kind of like a dip. Yeah, as the season went on, you know they started really, really good, and mm-hmm. then eventually opposing teams See, started kind of figuring them out. Okay, this is what you need to worry about. Like if Dan Quinn were to go, who would he take off staff? Right. If you really feel like you know, uh, with AD as the defensive line coach, I always jack his name. I call Aiden Dirty. Aiden Dirty. Yeah. So if you if you were if you felt like that was the strength of your team, or of your defense, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Dan leaves and he takes AD with him. You know, now you've weakened not only your coordinator, but you've weakened a position that you felt like got better as the year went on. Yeah. And so, you know, now it comes down to, well, how do you feel about Joe Witt? You know, how do you feel about uh, George Edwards, who has been, you know, those guys mm-hmm. have been coordinators before. Yeah. You know, how do you feel about that? You know, or do you, do you, do you go out? Do you go out and get somebody else? Do you go out and get Vic Fangio? From, you know, he used to be at Denver, who was a head coach and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. You go out and you get a Brian Flores, who used to be with, you know, when he's with New England and then the, and then the, the, Dolphins. the, the Dolphins. Yeah. You know, do you go? Because the one thing I would do, me personally, I think that, that it proved by going and getting Dan Quinn, going and getting Dan Quinn, it proved that going outside your comfort bubble of who you, 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 you know, because... His first staff here were guys that he knew. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. it was guys he'd worked with. It was it was you know Joe Philbin, offensive line coach. It's it's Scott Tolzien, who he had before. You know he was a coach, a player, and all that. It was Mike Nolan, who he, he his dad or Mike gave him a not his dad. Mike gave him a job. It was Jim Tom Sula who mm-hmm. kept him around in San Francisco. Yep. Sometimes hiring your friends is a terrible idea. A terrible idea. And if, if we learned, if Mike McCarthy learned anything, open that net up, cast that net big, you know, cast the net big, and go and talk to these guys that I just mentioned. Whether it was that guy in Denver, or that guy that's, you know, I think he's in Pittsburgh now with Flores. Yeah. You know, go out and talk to these guys. There's going to be some coaches that are that are get let off staffs right now. Mm-hmm. That might be worth your while. Don't just sit there and say. Well, I'm really comfortable with George Edwards. Yeah, continuity and stuff's good, 
It really is. But they prove continuity with the offensive line. They can, you can play with it. You can, you can, you don't have to have it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, to me, when you start hiring like-minded people all the time, your team doesn't go anywhere. You don't go anywhere. Hire people that might be smarter than you. You yeah. know that's that. That is a really interesting dilemma because you you are right when it comes to that. I, this team, this even the defense, everything needs a little bit of a jolt, um, and that's the balance I think that's so tough for owners, GMs, head coaches, in any level. Is do you want to shake it up and and try to take that next level? Or are, are you want to stick with, with the continuity and the building process and go, yeah. hey, we're right there. Do we really want to tinker with it? We, you know, we're right there. I, I tend to agree with you that maybe a different voice is needed, especially on offense yeah. for Dak. But yeah. for defense, yeah. that's a tricky one, too. I could, I could definitely love to be a fly on the wall in that room that says, hey, we're right there, guys. George Edwards or whoever – has been here. Let's let them be the D. See, he knows Micah. He knows what he can do. He knows how. You know, he knows these guys. But I could also understand this. All right, what is this getting you? Yeah, yeah. getting you to this playoff. It got you the wild card. It yeah. got you the divisional. It got you the turnovers. It got you the sacks. Yeah. Sometimes players need something different. Yeah. You know, sometimes players all of a sudden come in and they're like going, "Huh? No, Dan Quinn was a lot different than Mike Nolan." Yeah. A lot different. What they needed. And it's what they needed, you know? Mm-hmm. As long as Will, I, I, I have full faith, I think we all do, mm-hmm. have full faith that Will McClay is going to understand what kind of players. Because he's always going to ask the coaches. He's always going to. Now, he will say, well, listen, you really want that guy or we got this guy? So that's where it's going to come to. That's where Dan and Will worked out the best. Because they were shoulder to shoulder on a lot of these players, but you look at what the defense approved. The defense got better with a different voice. With Kellen, it it's good, but is it yeah. Dan Quinn level? They know how we've seen. You know, I think everybody on the, that follows his team would say they have a hell of a lot more confidence in this defense than they do the offense. Yeah. You know, and it might be that might be the changes that you have to make. And like I mentioned yesterday. Dak, he hasn't heard a different type of voice really in his career just yet. So we don't truly know. And and just like Dan Quinn, he was able to get some players be better than what they've been. Yeah. Players that you think, oh, he's not going to – and he mm-hmm. did. He did something. He was able yeah. to make them better. So it could very well happen on the other side. Let's go ahead and take an early break. When we come back, we already have a bunch of questions coming in from fans. So we'll ch- – try to answer as many as possible after the break the season is finally here for months we've been gearing up to win now it's time for the team that performs on any field united ag and turf with john deere zero turns for mowing compact tractors for loading mini excavators for digging gator utility vehicles for hauling implements for grading hay tools for baling united ag and turf for winning the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. The ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan is by joining Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life. Starts at just $20. You can get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for more details. All right, welcome back. This is the third segment, and thank you to everyone sending in questions. We're going to try to kind of knock them out real quick. First question, we know Jerry was able to do this last year, but do you guys think Jerry Jones could sweeten the pot for Dan Quinn and somehow manage to keep him once again? I think he's already being paid like a head coach. He already is. That that's something I I have that reported on reliable uh, knowledge yeah. there for me uh, I, I, and the connections that I have, uh, at, you know with Dan I I think there's I say this a bunch Nick will know what I'm talking mm. about there's only 32 of these yeah you know Dan Quinn is he is a hot commodity he interviews very well he comes off as a a, a guy that has a plan has answers all you have to do is watch his tape from the last two years pull up any interview he's done any press conference that he's done on dallascowboys.com and watch how he interacts with the media how he handles himself how the players talk about him you know this you got really fortunate last year that the Denver mm-hmm. Broncos made a huge mistake he was going to be their guy yeah he I, was going to, and it's just there's too many there's too many too many things happening right now that there's people that that believe that the job that he's probably best suited for is the Colts job that's the one where he'll have probably the least amount of interference. Denver could have some interference. Arizona could have some interference there. But he is a, he is the he is the number one or two candidate at all three of those spots. Yeah. There's no way of sweetening it. Jerry did a great job. The, the inevitably what happens is you're going to lose good people. You are unless you know. Now he could he could say, okay, Mike McCarthy, you're not coaching anymore, and Dan, you're the head coach. So you know, but that's not going to happen. All right, this person, Larry, says, I don't think a new offense coordinator offensive coordinator is the answer besides that option what can be done to coach Dak to see the field better I, I I disagree I mean I do think he's got to have a different coordinator different system um I mean like like we said earlier Brian said about about you know if zone defense is is kind of the crux right now I mean he's gonna have to that was a player that a was player. a player a yeah. player on opposing teams right. today and I know people are reaching out Twitter at Twitter at me like we well, tore Philadelphia up and all that I'm like okay I'm yeah. I, I'm not it's not me it's it's me saying the player that he competed against this weekend 
that was his observation and, of playing against Dak. And he's not the only one that, that says that. I mean, and that's that's been a criticism of, of Dak, processing, reading. Look at some of the intercept. Look at a lot of the interceptions. A lot of them are have been like down the middle of the field mm-hmm. where he's trying to eat him and you know cd you've got to get on the same page and things like that um i if if you know the question is does it need a new offensive coordinator that's fine that, that's an opinion uh and maybe that won't happen i kind of think it does but, but but i think it's essentially we all agree that he just did, needs a different voice whether that's yeah. somebody else that you bring because i've seen people kind of on here bringing up the example as we mentioned but I think yesterday it's a different, but i think it's a different offense though i i do think it's a different offense it's a, he's got to understand the concepts of it and maybe it's just not hitting the same right now i, I think that the different receivers uh, not a whole lot of different receivers but i think just the concept of what they're doing speaking of different receiver next question okay. should the cowboys make a move segue. on OBJ this offseason. We're doing that again. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know what? You, 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 you did cover a lot of ground with him last year. You did cover a lot, well, this year, uh, at the end mm-hmm. of it. If he's healthy enough and you feel like that he could be a difference maker and he could, you know, I really felt like that, that the, the times that T.Y. Hilton got to play, I thought he was a difference maker. Yeah. Could, Od- could Odell be even a bigger one? Absolutely. So I would, I would revisit that. I would revisit only, but once you find out what that money is going to be, it might turn you away from that. Yeah. So, you know, I've already said, like, we got the draft show kicking off tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, Thursday this week. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good wide receivers. You're picking down there, what, 26, 27, somewhere right around there. You know, I think that thing could stretch for you for some receivers. You know, it looks pretty deep already. Uh, I know some people will probably disagree with that. I think it looks like a pretty good group. So, I don't know with Odell. I think the money's probably going to keep you from doing that. Yeah, I, for me, I think uh, you know I've said this before. I, I I believe that you've got to steal some playmakers. You've got to get some cheap mm. playmakers, and I don't think that's one of them. You're no. looking at your third receiver that's going to cost a lot, probably like what a second receiver would make. Uh, I don't I don't think so. I don't I, I I don't know if if they're everyone on the in the building over here believes that that you know he's going to do everything he needs to do to be healthy and rehab his knee and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think so. I, to me, yeah. receiver or running back in the first round. Oh, am I segueing again? again? Let's go. Well, well, can I say something real quick though? If there is a new coordinator uh-huh. the first thing if i'm mike mccarthy or jerry jones stephen jones or will mcclay that i ask is tell me how you're going to get michael gallup, gallup. going mm. yeah. i'm not worried so much about cd lamb yeah tell me how you're going to get michael gallup going that would be the one of the first questions i would ask I like it. huge miss this year i think uh and and he honestly he did Might be better, quote-unquote, coming back from that injury like to start off the year. I didn't expect him to be ready that soon, even though he wasn't an impactful player he, throughout the season. He's like a, a moody player, not 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 personality-wise, but like you don't know what you're getting mm. with him. When he has a big game, you're like, okay, Gallup, he's back, he's ready. And then he does nothing. And yeah. then when you write him off, you're like, this guy's just running so around. Tampa play. game. Then he has a great game. Yeah. So yeah. He, he's hard to figure out. Maybe with coming back from the injury, you know, and, and they knew the first year would be tough, but but I don't know. I, you, you needed more from your number two guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, and you know, I think early on confidence was a factor there. I just think there's also some things that it seemed like that every ball that was thrown to him was probably one he he was making a contested catch or trying to get it just never seemed like it was the Tampa game was the one game where it was kind of like 
All right, they got him going here. Here we go. Every other pass, every I mean, and I saw a stat the other day that he had more games with zero yards than he had with fifty yards in a game. You know, so wow. that that just that that just tells I, you right there the struggles that you were kind of dealing with with him. And hopefully you can get him going if there is a new coordinator or they need to go back with the current one and kind of figure those things out. I, I would like to see a wide receiver added to this team that um could at least compete for a bench press, you know, competition. I mean, just a little bit more strength. <laughs> we got we got some we got some guys that are lean and 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 you know, quick and fast and all that stuff, but I'm not saying you got to go get DK Metcalf or the AJ Browns of the world. They're nice though. But they'd be nice to have, yeah. you know, I mean, that type of receiver, I think I I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a guy like that. You know, last year like uh, Traylon Burks was yeah. was a, was a player like that. He's yeah. not you know he's not like tough man competition, but I mean he's a bigger, stronger Do a lot guy. Of with him. And, and very I, Debo Samuel like yeah, in a way. Yeah, and and that receiver will be there later in the first round because he won't run a four three. Right, he'll just run a four five. Yeah. But he benched twenty two times, mm-hmm. and he's and he you it's know tough. Yeah. yeah, a Dez type of guy. Mm-hmm. You know that that yeah. type of guy. You know, Amari was a little bulky. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, going. I'm not going to get into but, that again. But, but he didn't play. Honestly, no, no, he didn't it, play that not way. Not the same He was a very good route no, runner, but yes. he didn't play that I was way. just talking physically. Yeah, He's the, he, he, a little bit of okay. the bulkier yeah. type. Yeah. Um, but, okay, final question before the, we end the show. Running back question. Huh? Running back question. If the Cowboys don't trust Zeke to run the ball in the second half of that game, does that tell you anything about if he should – be here next year on the same contract. And this is something that has come up here in mm. the past couple of days. Yeah. Some reports coming out saying that he would possibly be open to taking a pay cut to stay here in Dallas. And he's mentioned it to the media that he would like to stay in Dallas. So if that's the case, if he does mm. accept and there is a change in the contract and a pay cut, would you be willing to keep a guy like Zeke here in Dallas? I, I think know. I'm moving on. I don't know. I think I'm moving on. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think he was very emotional about after the game because he kind of knew what was happening. These players understand. Um, I, I look at the draft. I look at the possibilities. You're probably we'll see what happens with Pollard. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Zeke. But I I think now it's just time. It's that you need just to to roll it. You know, you mean if you're going to allocate money uh, to Zeke. Is that dollars well spent, even reduced dollars? I mean, that could mean somebody else. Maybe it's two players like they talk about. You know, going and Jerry likes to say, well, get rid of Randy Gregory, I get three guys. Yeah. You know, maybe you're now in that mode where you move on from Zeke, you can get two more guys. And that's I think that I think that's the mindset you need to have right now. I love the fact that he's willing to do that and and, and he doesn't really want to start over. You know, he he's no. he's he's not for everybody. He's got a, a nice comfortable situation here they know Zeke they know who he is yeah. they you know he doesn't probably want to start over and do all that yeah. but but it's the role I mean think about it. even if it's down to a five million dollars well think about it. you got to draft somebody yeah and then you got you got Pollard you got to figure out how to do that and then where's his role and none of them are going to play special teams yeah. so so what are we paying for here if he's not going to be the one or even the two you know I I don't know. I I I hate that his final play with the Cowboys could be at center when he gets blown up from the ball, you know, like that. But it also shows this guy. This guy was one of the best teammates the Cowboys could have. And and I have a I do have a lot of respect for for Zeke. And and when you look at how the career started, on and off the field, yeah. and it's 
it's changed. He's changed more. When, when you think about, well, he's a declining player. Of course, most running backs are. But the difference between him running the football his first year and running the football this year is not as much of a change as him off the field and now. Mm-hmm. And him growing as he's, he has yeah. matured way more oh, wow. than he's yeah. decreased as a player. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, well, that is all the time we have for today. We do have the draft show starting tomorrow. Yes, we do. What time? 11 a.m. 11 a.m. That's going to be happening twice a week. Right. We what got the, the crew. Teams? We got yeah, all that. We got, yeah, we, this week we're doing it uh, Wednesday, Thursday. And then uh, check to listen. Follow the draft show on Twitter. We'll always put that stuff out for you, too. Or I'll tweet it out, things like that. But we appreciate everybody. We'll start the journey uh, tomorrow. So we, wow. so I think I think – our show and, and us is another Derek's not here but this is the last show so this is the last show this week next week we go into a once a week Wednesday. type of season we'll be here on Wednesday at 10 a.m. I believe that's mm-hmm. our schedule for the break and then you guys can check out the rest of the schedule for all the other podcasts on DallasCowboys.com we uh, is that time is that time it's of the good. year we gotta start it all over again all right. <laughs> here we go we'll be an auctioner before you know it oh my god all right thank you so much for Nikki Min Brian Broaddus I'm Amber Garcia this has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com radio this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club how about this Cowboys yeah!